You're listening to Ted Shuttlesworth's Faith Alive Network, spreading the healing gospel of Christ to our world. Thank you, Brother Steve. This is Brother Shuttlesworth, and I want to welcome you to today's podcast. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And you're going to be blessed as you listen today. Go with me now. into. Now look at this verse of scripture from Proverbs. The Bible says, the spirit of man, Proverbs 20, chapter 20, verse 27. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. There's a work of the Holy Spirit, and we, our human spirit, now has the Holy Spirit in us. You know what would be a good study? Go through the Old Testament. I've done this. And all the times where it says the Spirit came upon them, upon them. So the Spirit came upon people in the Old Testament. But then go through the New Testament, and the Bible says, stir up the gifts that's in you, that's in you, that's in you, different places, the Spirit within. And so the Spirit comes on us, but now in this dispensation and covenant, the Spirit is in us. And that's why we stir it up. He's searching the inward parts of our belly. The writer of Proverbs, he prophesied it. The work of the Spirit searching us. We are the candle of the Lord. He is the heavenly Father. The Bible says the Father of all lights. James 1 verse 17. And so if you're here today and you're filled with the Holy Ghost, when you begin to pray in tongues, there is an activation of the Holy Spirit in your spirit that begins to reveal things. Those are things you may not know as the speaker or even those that hear it, but the Bible says you're speaking secrets unto God. Raise your hand and ask God to give you the ability to press in until you break the barrier that the devil would try to use to separate you from the move of the Holy Ghost. Can you say amen? Paul said in Romans 8, the Spirit himself I believe King James says itself, but the Spirit's not an it. He's a him. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit. Notice the phrase, bears witness. It means to communicate. Breaker, breaker, one nine. I used to have a CB. Any smokies down the line? Come on, you four-wheeler. Everything's clear. But you got to watch truckers. They'd say that, and I'd gun it, and there'd be a smoky. Smokey is a police officer. People go, see, that's how quickly people forget technology. My dad gave me that CB. I thought that. He said, now, if you break down, you can get help. But I developed some other things to use it for. I'd preach on it. Then the truckers go, you ratchet jaw. Means I talk too much. You tied up one nine. We're, we're all going over to five. So when they'd switch channels, I'd go over to five and preach some more. I can preach 19 and I can preach five. Glory to God. So Paul said, the Spirit himself, he communicates or bears witness with our spirit. So as Weymouth translated the other passage I read to you, 
The Spirit, in our spirit, speaks to God, communicates, bears witness. Can you say amen? Oh, hallelujah. And then I want to read this verse to you. Paul went on to say in Romans chapter 8, so it is the Holy Spirit praying through our spirit. And here's what he said. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray. Again, it's unknown to the speaker, the prayer, as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession. So what you're doing is you're yielding your human spirit to the Holy Spirit. And then it is the Holy Spirit praying through you. Can you say amen? The Spirit himself makes intercession. I love that. And then the Bible goes on to say, for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, years ago, you know, things go in cycles. We had God pouring out his spirit among the denominational churches, Baptist, Methodist, Catholic, and so forth. But even though they all shared the experience of being filled with the Holy Ghost, they did things in all of those groups which were not scriptural. Why was that? There seemed to be a wonderful desire to have the outpouring of the spirit, but they didn't want to learn the rest of it. And I was coming up as an evangelist in those times, and so I watched and I listened. So I was up at Brother Sumrall's in South Bend. He had a camp meeting every year. And this lady was rolling on the floor, holding her sides and groaning and making a loud noise. Now, if you never knew Brother Sumrall, this doesn't mean a thing to you, but if you ever saw him, he was as gruff as you want to be, but like a teddy bear in his heart. He comes down, and he said, what are you doing? Of course, the woman didn't answer. When I was in the Philippines, that's what devils would do. Still didn't get her attention. Her friend said, Brother Sumrall, she's groaning in the spirit. And I'll never forget Brother Sumrall. He looked at those two ladies, and he said, groanings cannot be heard. They can't be uttered. turned around, went back to the platform. And the lady sat up. She looked like an owl in the woods. Her eyes got big. What? I was really getting into my groaning. That's what I liked about the old timers. They'd stick to the word. No matter if it made people mad or not. You're doing people a disservice if you don't teach the word. And what you allow can cause people to get off spiritually. Are you listening to me? I had someone come up to me and me and Bonnie remembers this and they went, beep, 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 beep. I said, that's wonderful. What was it? I just gave you a message in tongues in Morse code. Beep, 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 beep. I said, so you understood what you were sending out as a signal? Yes. I said, it wasn't tongues. It's unknown tongues. May I change it and say it was unknown Morse code as well. 
But you know, a lot of ministers, you know, they don't want it to affect their check they get at the end of the week, so they let stuff go on so people don't get mad and leave the church. But someday you're going to stand before the Lord and give an account for how you've taught and trained and blessed the people. Can you say man? And so it's not about money. It's about the precious souls of the people God entrusts you with to minister them by the Spirit. Now, that means the people that you're teaching, they're going to be teachable. But I don't believe that. Man, I lost count of how many people have walked out of my meetings. One night, a whole church walked out. Remember that deer in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts, 200 and some people, they were out of there. I thought, what in the world did I say? Afterwards, the pastor who did stay <laughs> got a hold of me in the back room. He let me have it. And all the other ministers, about 20 of them just sat there and didn't jump in. And he said, not only that, now the way he said it, Gave him away. He said, you said something in the service. He said, no one knows I'm an adulterer. What he meant to say, I'm not an adulterer. But what he did say, no one knows it. But they tell me in that service that I stopped in front of him and said it. Though I don't remember it. You can get over in the spirit and God will use you to say some things. Are you hearing me? And about a month later, he ran off with the secretary in that church. But when he said that, then all the other preachers sat up and said, hey, did you hear what he just said? And so the things of the Spirit, unless they're revealed, they're only for God. But if you get the interpretation, it edifies the church or men. So the Bible says, but what is it? If you speak in tongues, pray that you may interpret. Why? Because if a stranger walks in among you and all you're doing is praying in tongues, then it's blind to them. They don't know what you're doing. And so Paul said it is a sign to the unbeliever, but they receive no edification or learning. But pray that you interpret. When you interpret, the Bible says then man then is edified or charged up or receives understanding. Can you say amen? You want God to use you? Pray in tongues. My dad had a rule when he pastored. If you gave a message in tongues, but you didn't interpret, he'd tell you don't do it again until you get the interpretation. You're tying up the service. So you're supposed to pray until you interpret. Well, that wins friends and influences people. But we have to be teachable. Many people aren't teachable. You can't tell them anything. Are you listening to me? So I've had the privilege, the honor of entire churches walking out when I was preaching. But I didn't change when I was preaching. Now I do it in love. I laugh a lot tell funny stories, because I'm really not mad at anybody, but I hate the devil. Praise God. And I anger when I see people that are caught up in the moment, but do not have understanding concerning the things of the Spirit. We should pray. Everybody say pray. We should pray that we have interpretation. Can you say amen? Let me read a little bit more of what the Apostle Paul taught the church of Corinth to help us in our believing. He went on to say, he, verse 3, that prophesies speaks unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. And so the gift of prophecy is in a known language. The people hear it, they're edified, they're exhorted, they're comforted. Can you say amen? I had a preacher friend 
up in Maine. I saw him the other day when I was up. He's still going. And he was in his service. And someone gave a message in tongues and interpreted it this way. Be not afraid, my little children. For even I, the Lord thy God, am afraid sometimes. So Brother Drake, he's a good man. He said, excuse me, that doesn't line up with the scripture. God has not given us the spirit of fear. But God delivers us from fear. Well, the board got together and threw him out because he said he despised prophesying. No, he's a great man of God. What he was doing was bringing correction, but some people, you can't tell them anything. They think that the sun rises and sets on their pea brain. So many pastors, they have not allowed speaking in tongues, interpretation, because of things like that. But let's say this. I, I would rather have a, a brother Drake that can quote the scripture because if you bring forth a message in tongues, it cannot come against the scripture or say something that the Bible does not teach. And that's why the Bible says we're to judge prophecy. We're to judge these things. How do we judge them? We judge them by the Bible, by the word of God. Can you say amen? amen. God's never been afraid ever. If anybody needs to be afraid, we need to understand that God doesn't put up with foolishness forever. So Sumrall said, what are you doing on the floor? Her friend said, that's groanings that cannot be uttered. He said, I hear her, get up. Because if they can't be uttered, you're not going to hear it. He that speaks, everybody say, he that speaks. In an unknown tongue edifies himself. Praise God. Charges your spirit up. That's why it says in Jude 20, but you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So these things, it's more than just receiving tongues is the initial evidence when you receive the baptism. But there is an exercise and a practice to speaking in tongues and praying in tongues, that is a continual flow. My dad used to quote the scripture, be filled with the Spirit. How many ever read it? But the translation is be being filled, a constant, ongoing process. Be being filled with the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Someone said, you can't speak at tongues anytime you want. I can, hallelujah, because I never unhook from the baptism. I've never unhooked from the flow of the Spirit. I wake up praying in tongues. I pray in tongues when my wife drives. I pray in tongues all the time. <laughs> One time I was in India with Mark Buntain, and he was driving. My goodness, the word Jehu came to mind. I never saw a man weave in and out and dart through traffic, shift gears, and look over me and go, I said, you're about ready to get me praying in tongues if you get any closer to those trucks. Amen. That's not what he's talking about. The Bible says that we are to pray in tongues. Everybody say pray in tongues. It builds up our most holy faith when we pray in the Spirit. Can you say Amen. Now, the Bible seems to indicate that the gift of prophecy is equal to tongues 
an interpretation of tongues. The Bible uh, says it this way. Paul, verse 6, Now, brethren, if I come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? Now, if you think about it, revelation, the revelation gifts, knowledge, prophesying, doctrine, help to define the gift of speaking of tongues. Can you say amen? Verse 9, so likewise you, except you utter by tongue, words easy to be understood, how shall it be known what is spoken? For you shall speak into the air. I've seen people, they feel the Spirit, they'll start speaking in tongues, they don't have the interpretation. They don't realize it, they're speaking in the air. And yet, again, there's an anointing where people bring forth messages in tongues and someone else nearby will have the interpretation. So there's a fine line there, very fine line. So we do not forbid speaking in tongues in the congregation. Can you say amen? But we understand that there is a means, a modus operandi of how the Holy Ghost operates. Can you say praise God? Verse 12, if you... Even so you are for so much as you are zealous of spiritual gifts, seek that you may excel to the edifying of the church. Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prayeth. And again, remember, you're praying unto God. But my understanding is unfruitful, which means the speaker himself doesn't know what he's praying in tongues. What is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding also. I will sing with the Spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. Can you say amen? Else when you shall bless with the Spirit, how shall he that occupieth the room of the unlearned say amen at thy giving of thanks, seeing he understandeth not what you say? Verse 18, Paul said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than y'all. So tongues... In this operation, after the baptism, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues has a twofold function. You speak out of your spirit as the Holy Spirit in you speaks, and you speak unto God. Then again, Paul said in Romans, when you don't know how to pray, the Spirit prayeth through you. You can pray things out, and you don't even know what you're dealing with. And then as a message, a message in tongues, it is to edify the body through interpretation that's gathered in the room. Can you say praise God? So don't be intimidated, but yield to the Holy Ghost and all these functions of the Spirit. I believe, now, there's no way I could cover everything that God's given me on tongues, but I believe in this series, you'll understand tongues of men, tongues of angels, the initial evidence, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with tongues. And here, the function as you go on to know God, the artesian experience of the continual bubbling up of the Holy Spirit that is making us more like him. Can you say amen? amen. Bible says if you have tongues and interpretation, goes on to say in that first part of the 14th chapter that the gift of prophecy is equal to that, which means the gift of prophecy is the number one gift in the utterance gifts, because it takes both tongues and interpretation of tongues to equal prophecy. 
which means the gift of prophecy is greater. And Paul said, I would that you all prophesied. But then he even in a later passage, I close with this, he put a limit on it. When you bring forth a message in two or three, and then it's established, you see. I was in a meeting. It was the CCNA's camp meeting in Malaga, New Jersey. The fellow brought forth a message, and the interpretation basically was, it is well. Another fellow on the other side of the tabernacle brought forth a message, and the interpretation was, it is well. A third person, a dear lady, got up and gave a message in tongues, and it was like the other two men, it is well. And Brother, uh, Brother uh, Fortunato stood up. He said, we get it. The spirits say the same thing. And so that night, Tommy Barnett was speaking. My dad was speaking as well. And Brother Fortunato used wisdom. He said, the spirit saith the same thing. And there were no more messages in tongues because he had trained those people. And two or three, let the thing be established. It's done. And now Brother Barnett, hallelujah. Well, I was raised in it, but we've got a whole new generation that don't know much about it. So with God's help, I hope I've helped you. We love you. You're a blessing. And uh, like I said, there's so much more I could say. But believe it or not, time is gone. Stand on your feet, lift your hand, and thank God you receive what was taught. Praise God. I want to thank every one of you that are listening to Faith Alive Radio Network. I'm excited about this, and I am looking for people to stand with us on a monthly basis as partners to help us take the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. I've used this saying for many years, our cause is Christ. Our compassion is for souls, and our commitment is to the world. And no matter what nation of the world that you're listening to this Faith Alive Network, whatever nation you're in, you are a part of God's end time plan. Jesus taught us to go out into the highways and hedges and to compel people to come in. And by your support as a partner, you can help us do this. If you'll go to www.tedshuttlesworth.com forward slash give, you can sow a gift today to help us.